This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Josh Clark, Chuck Bryant, Stuff You Should Know. Dun, dun. <laughs> what do you think? Good. Does it? Yeah. It's not sound like a, a current affair or one of those tabloid shows. <laughs> Hard copy, remember that? Yeah. Are they still around? I, I think some of them are. Thankfully, I don't watch television at 4.30 p.m. No. So, uh, you have a job. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Uh, here in uh, Georgia, we had this thing called the Hope Grant. I think we still do. I, I think so. Where, like, if you keep a B-plus average or more mm-hmm. uh, in high school, if you graduate with a B-plus average and you can maintain it through college, you get a free ride to a state school, and that's funded by the lottery. Yeah, that came along after I was there. It was, uh, it was, it started, actually, when I went to college. I think it was the first year. Um, and the, there have been tons and tons of studies done on who's going to college, and it's generally white, upper-middle-class kids who are benefiting from the Hope Scholarship. Right. And then it's poor minorities who are playing the lotto and, yeah. in effect, putting um, white kids through college yeah. who, who whose parents could otherwise pay for it. Yeah. A lot of people have called it a tax on the poor. Tax yeah, on, definitely uh, the, an, the anti-Robin Hood, take from the poor and give to the rich. Yeah. Should, should we talk about some stats? Sure. Should we get that out of the way? Yeah. I've got a few for you, Josh. Um, there is one uh, study in California where they have uh, shown that the racial and uh, household income lines match up with how, how California is divided. Oh, so, yeah? So, sure. Has that been disputed at all? Yeah. People are saying they're cooking the books. Oh, really? They'll ask questions like, uh, have you played the lottery in the last month? But they don't say, have you bought... 15 scratch-off tickets per day for the right, past yeah. month. Yeah, that's a good point. So they don't really dive in there. I was reading a, a story, I think, from CBS News, Texas in 2007. They found that um, blacks and Hispanics play the lottery uh, twice as much as whites do, regardless of class. Yes, and scratch-off tickets are apparently the crack cocaine of lottery, and Texas is the first state to offer a $50 scratch-off ticket. Holy cow. You pay 50 bucks to, ha, to buy this thing. Have you ever gone on like a little scratch-off bender? No. I have before, and when you get into the grips of it, mm-hmm. you might as well be huffing ether. There is no way out. 
Well, it's uh, Massachusetts. One third of the calls to the gambling addiction hotline are from lottery players. Really? Yeah. I don't play it. I'm surprised it's just a third, actually. Yeah. It's like um, alcoholism and beer. You can buy beer. You can buy liquor. And uh, in a lot of states, you have to buy it from a state store. This is the same thing. These are state-run vice operations, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And people have a real problem with them. But, you know, the state's just making so much cash off of these things that they aren't really doing a whole lot about it. Yeah, and here's the other thing before we get on with just what the lottery is. We should talk about a little more malfeasance. Uh, apparently, not very much money at all is going to K through 12 education. Oh, yeah? Most lotteries go toward education. Right. That's how but they college? Sell them. Yeah. It's all going to college. They said that uh, less than 1% in um, half of the states that play the lottery go to K to 12. Really? And the other uh, hinky thing is they. Uh, they sell it to you as a, as a benefit for education, like all over the marketing. Right. But the legislation now in many states are starting to kind of use it for whatever they want according to their budget. Like in Missouri, when it started, I think it was like 52% was supposed to go toward education. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 30%, and they use it for budget shortfalls and whatever they need. Basically. Wow. They'll just rewrite the law. The How grim. Law. I know. That's really grim, especially when you consider all the people who are just blowing cash on scratch-off tickets or lotto tickets and have, like, real gambling problems. Yeah. Huh. So that's the controversy. Uh, and actually, this problem goes back pretty far, right, to the 16th century, I believe? Yeah. Florence? Firenze? Oh, was it Italy? Yeah, that's where the lotto comes from. And I think the the term lotto uh, is based on lots, like drawing lots, game of chance, luck. Yes. Right? Um, and so the first lotto that anybody is aware of where there was a cash prize given out was the Lotto di Firenze. You want to say it? Lotto di Firenze? Nice. Thank you. Uh, and that was, again, in the 16th century in Italy. Um, and in the U.S., we've always had something of a uh, little bit of a fever for the lotto, haven't we? Yeah. Apparently, the colony of Virginia was founded uh, by raise money from lotteries. Nice. And uh, there were 200 lotteries permitted between 1744 and the uh, Revolutionary War that funded roads, libraries, colleges, bridges, churches. Yeah, a lot of them were for civic projects, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Princeton and Columbia Universities were built on lotto money. Yeah. Did you know that? I did uh, in Latin. I can't remember what it is what it is in Latin, um, but the crest for Princeton uh-huh. It translates to uh, "Daddy needs a new pair of shoes," oh, really? and there's some dice on this uh, shield. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I know if you have fifteen grand, you can go to eBay and buy a lottery ticket with George Washington's signature on it. Sweet, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So I had no idea that lotteries were this entrenched in uh, the founding of our country. All right. Well, they they uh, kind of fell out of favor. Uh, I imagine probably in part because of the temperance movement in the 19th century. Temperance. Uh, and then in the 20th century, about the mid-20th century, lotto fever could not be suppressed. Right. The inoculations ran out, and everybody was like, give me some tickets. Yeah. And New Hampshire led the way in 1964 with its first state-run lottery yeah. of the 20, 20th century. I mean, I, I don't play the lottery myself at all, but I definitely see the irresistible lure of a dollar winning you millions of dollars. I don't know, man. Let's just get this out of the way. Would you want to win the lottery, honestly? Hmm. And if so, what? what's what's the minimum amount you would have to win to not just 
blow it. You know, I'm going to say no. I wouldn't want to either. Because uh, stress and anxiety and complications, I'm, I'm just, I want to make my life, keep it as simple as possible. And that would do, that would just complicate everything. Oh, it definitely would. And all kinds of jerks come out of the woodwork and. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you're kind of like, I don't have an uncle from Venezuela. Right. Or do I? Right, exactly. Well, I guess it's possible this guy wouldn't be saying he was my uncle, so I get, right. here's some money. I should invest in this coffee bean field. Right, exactly. Or, you know, get some, uh, Nigerian general out of trouble. Right. Via email. Sure. Um, so Chuck. I would not necessarily want to win the lotto either, unless it was such a vast amount that I couldn't possibly run through it. And I'd probably go off and travel or do whatever. Yeah, I'm also one of those jerk-offs who thinks that like working for your money is kind of the thing to do. Chuck works hard for his money. <laughs> you know, I would feel like, I think I'd be very unfulfilled if someone just gave me a pile of cash. Right, yeah. And that's an excellent point, too, because if you think about it, let's say you did win a million dollars. Let's say you won $10 million, and we'll get into how that trickles down to almost nothing by the time it gets into your pocket. Right. But um, let's say you won $10 million, and after a couple of years, you've blown through it, right? Yeah. You've done nothing to earn that money. Right. So therefore, you could never get it back. It was just blind luck. Yeah. If you make $10 million writing a book or writing a movie or in business or in real estate, right. you can make that back again, actually, sure. if you if you blow it all. Right. Because you've done something for it. You've used your own um, wits and, and skill. But with Lotto, no. It's just an, a trip to Easy Street that turns out to be hell. Well, that's why it appeals to so many people, except for the hell part. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's a people see it as a tax on the poor because it's like here, I, even the scratch off tickets, you know, just a chance to win like a couple of hundred bucks. Right. It's kind of sad. At the same time, though, you have to uh, you have to add a little perspective to it. You and I don't really play the lotto. Like I said, I've done some like scratch off benders here or there, but nothing more than like five or ten bucks. Right. I've gotten the occasional po- uh, Powerball, occasional Powerball. OK. Ticket. All right. I'll admit that. Um, but rarely. But consider this. You and I are. um Upper middle class, white guys, age 18 to 49, pretty much the entire country is based on whatever we want. All of the focus groups, all the studies, all of the the, uh, pharmaceutical tests, they're based on us. Right. Right? Like, we have it so ridiculously easy that I think it's entirely possible that we're blinded to why people play the lottery. If you simply don't have a leg up, if there's nothing you can do, if you're being kept down economically, socially, or whatever, um, there is this promise of, I could really use a couple extra million bucks, and I don't care if some jackass does come out of the woodwork and says he's my uncle. Like, I I think it's easy to criticize people who play the lottery as stupid. Right. Right. But at the same time, I think that reveals a, a, a misunderstanding of where somebody's coming from. Yeah. And then, of course, there are just some jackasses who play the lottery because they're bored or right. just have, or people who do have a gambling problem. Right. But I, I think that there is some promise of a lottery. And I think that the state preys upon that through their lotteries. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, well, if you'd spend $2,500 a year on scratch-off tickets, if you had invested that right. in a Roth IRA, right. then you could uh, potentially have a retirement account. And it's just, just shut up. Yeah. I've been <laughs> poor, man. And I can tell you the poor mentality is tough to break out of. Yes. I was, I was poor at one point myself. Yeah. It sucks. And I was a lottery scratch-off fiend. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. Yeah. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, all right, dude, <laughs> we really, usually our tirades come toward the end. We, I know. Uh, for some reason, we front-loaded this one with yes. it. Let's talk about how lotteries work. Yes, Josh, if you are playing a, uh, a, a game with 50 balls, let's say 50 ping-pong balls, and each one of those has the number, uh-huh. your odds of winning is about 16 million to one. Yeah. And if they just add one ball to that. So 51 balls. 51 balls, it shoots up to about 76 million to one. Right. That's and the real reason I don't play. That is a, a fantastic calculation you just did there. But, and I don't mean to criticize you, a, a surprisingly simple one actually, right? Yes. So if you have six numbers that you have to pick out of 50 balls, your initial chance is uh, 50 to six, or it's like, I think, uh, eight. Point three to one, right? Right. And you can go on down the line. After one ball's picked, you have a forty-nine to five chance, and so on and so on. So if you take each of these and multiply them, that's where you get that sixteen million to one chance. Yeah, because they don't play lotteries with one ball. If they if they <laughs> did, then what would that be? A one to one chance, especially if it was just one number and they told you ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. The winning number is going to be six. I'd, I'd play that lottery. Um. So the yeah, you've also got Powerballs, right? Which is our multi-state lotteries where everybody joins together. Um, and the the most common one is you have to pick five numbers from a set of fifty balls. So you use that calculation I just said. Um, but then you also have to pick one Powerball number out of thirty-six. That's so of now its you own, multiply yeah. that original calculation by thirty-six, and you're up to seventy-six point. Two seven five million to one chance. Yeah, and like, like I said, that's why I don't play the lottery for real. I just I, I would never ever ever win it, so I'd rather spend that dollar on whatever cigarettes, vodka, yeah. beef jerky, <laughs> anything. Sure. Yeah. Chuck, Josh, have you ever noticed that um, when you say win ten million dollars, what you actually end up with is like two point five million? Doesn't that just tick you off? Yeah, well, it depends. You're talking about um, you can e- you can choose either a lump sum payment or pay me out over the next uh, whatever twenty five years. I think it usually is. Yeah, it looks like from from this article, the best one to go with if you're patient is the um, series of annual payments or annuity. I disagree. Okay, explain. Well, I mean, I would think you could make uh, you get about a five percent 
interest return that way. And I think if you have half a brain, you can get a better return than that by investing that money. And also, I think if you die, doesn't that – it's not like they start paying your next of kin or anything, right? No, they do. They Everywhere? Oh, yeah. It's, it, it, a lot of windfall becomes part of your estate. Oh, it does? Uh-huh. Okay. And actually, since you bring that up, there's a, a little bit of advice. If you ever do win a major lottery or any uh, lotto, uh, first thing you want to do is sign the ticket because it's a bearer instrument and whoever has it yeah, and yeah. turns it in is the winner. So you want to sign it. Uh, the next thing you want to do is go talk to a lawyer. Before you go in to turn in your ticket, go get a lawyer. Yeah, you don't want to be standing on the stage with the big check without having like an accountant and a lawyer right. by your side. Right, and the, the, a lawyer is going to set up a trust and a state, all yeah, sorts yeah, of yeah. other stuff, and then you go in and you claim your winnings. And the lawyer's going to take a chunk. The lawyer is going to take a chunk, but not as much as Uncle Sam, huh? Yeah, well, that's just the case with everything. Uh, of course, Uncle Sam's going to take a ton. Uh, about 28% in federal taxes. Unless you win millions of dollars, then it's going to shoot up to 39%, which is the highest tax bracket. Yep, and then add uh, state and locals, and you'll get about half of your money. And then if you choose a lump sum, you get less anyway. So like you said, a $10 million lump sum payment after taxes would be about two and a half mil. Right. But you're done. That's the way I would want to do it. You are done uh, with the uh, annuitized payments, right? Mm-hmm. You you're basically getting. Uh, you start, I think, at what one percent? Yeah, and it goes up a little bit each each. It year. goes up a tenth of a percent each year, right? So you start off if you win ten million bucks, you start off with two hundred fifty k, and then the last payment turns out to be five hundred k, right? And you get this check every year. Yeah. Um and. Th- the way that this is paid for, there's the lottery's not just like, oh, we're sitting on this pile of cash. No, they couldn't do that. What they do actually is they deal with um, bond agents, bond brokers, yeah, and they buy uh, zero coupon bonds, right? Uh-huh. So like you have a set price that you're paying for them that day, and in one year or ten years or whatever, this thing's going to be worth a specified amount of money. Right. So like in ten years, if you bought a two hundred and sixty dollar bond. I'm sorry, 25 years, that would be about $1,000. Right. That's how that works. And what what the lotto does is they contact about usually seven bond dealers to find out who has the best rates, and they um, they purchase a package of 25 bonds yeah. to cover your payout, mm-hmm. right? And then once the bond matures, they get the money, they transfer it to right. you, and you get a check. Done. Done. Pretty interesting. <laughs> and that usually ends up costing them this package of bonds about half of the jackpot, which yeah. is about what you get when you get a lump sum. So it doesn't really matter to them either way. Yeah, I think they said about 80% of the people choose the lump sum. I can, I'm can. i not surprised by that at all. Yeah, and Georgia actually, I know there's other states too, um, has one of those win-for-life deals where there is no lump sum. You get like $50,000 a year for 30 years or something like that, and that's the prize. There's no like wiggle room in how you accept it. Huh? Yeah, other states give you a choice. No, no, no. Win for Life is a specific game. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. So like if you play Win for Life, that that's your prize. Well, s- some states don't give you a choice. They're like, we give out lump sum or right. we give out annuitized. Or you can choose, but when you choose, you have to choose when you buy the lotto ticket. Yeah, I think New York, you got to choose uh, when you buy it. But most other states is like once you've won it, they let you choose. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Chuck, did you know that there's two types of lotto machines? I do now. I, did too. <laughs> I didn't before. Yeah. 
I think all I've ever seen is the air mix machine. Same here. I think that's what they use on Channel 2 Action News. I know that dude, by the way. Do you? What's his name? John Crow. Yeah. He's an old, old friend of mine from TV production. Wow. And he was picked as the lottery lottery guy. Wow. And he looks really good in a dress. Uh, <laughs> you mean dressed up, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah. And he's a nice guy using uh, air mix machine. Right, and that is the one where you see the ping pong balls floating around in the air. It's like magic. Yeah, and then the, they open the little door, and, and one at a time, the little ping pong ball slides up the chute. Mm-hmm. Always visible. That's key. They, you can never have a ping pong ball go through uh, a tube that you can't see through. That's bad news. It is. It doesn't inspire confidence. And you'll also notice that all lotto drawings are live. Yeah, true. Uh, which is kind of a big thing, too. Very important. I mean, you suspect they're live. I guess if you don't believe that the moon landing was real, you probably aren't buying that the lotto drawings are live. Yeah, we should mention a couple of other security measures. Um, in Oregon, it's actually overseen by the state police, and the detective attends each drawing. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Balls are usually weighed ahead yep. of time. Why? Before and after. Why? Are we going to talk about Pennsylvania? Let's do it. All right. The in- triple six fix. Yeah. Is what it's called. John Travolta. In 1980. John Travolta? Was it a movie? I can't remember. I think it was. Well, what's he got to do with it then? He was in a movie about it. Oh, okay. But I think it was loosely based on that. I don't think it was like a depiction of that. Yeah, famously in 1980, the Pennsylvania lottery was rigged by uh, a masterminded, not well, because he got caught, by a guy named Nick Perry. He was the John Crow of uh, Pennsylvania at the time. He was the the announcer. Mm Mm-hmm. And he got together with an art director and said, hey, dude, can you figure out a way to weight these balls except for three of them? Or, I'm sorry, two of them, four and six. Right. And uh, that way we know that only combinations of four and six will come up. And I think there's eight combinations in a triple-digit uh, drawing. Mm-hmm. And they did it. But they, you know, they got greedy and got caught. Was the art director named Phoebe Buffet? No. Okay. Was she in the Travolta movie? Yeah. <laughs> His name was Joseph Bach. And he was pinched along with Perry and then some uh, other people they had in on the scam. That, nice that, heist lingo. <laughs> no. they, uh, they Basically, they ended up, the, the cops were alerted to the fact that there was uh, a very skewed amount of numbers bought for six and four. And when it came up, six, 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 and they had all these people clamoring for winnings, they <laughs> yeah. went, oh, we should look into this. I think that just the fact that it came up six, six, six alone should have raised a few eyebrows, right? <laughs> That's the number of the beast, Josh. <laughs> This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, and so he, you know, they were they were tried and convicted, and uh, Perry, I think, some of the other guys sold him out, and he went to jail just for a couple of years, then the halfway house, and then he was on probation. So yeah, not a very big deal for him. I guess not. Did he get to keep the money? No, no, no. They got all that back. Oh, okay. So yeah, they were using an air mix machine, and since then. Uh, air mix machines are still used, obviously. They use them. Your buddy uses it on the news. Um, but it's not Gret, his machine. Gret, oh, it isn't? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, he doesn't take it home and polish it at night before bed? No, but we could get a scam together with him. We should try it. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> Did I just blow it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, the other type of lotto machine that's generally used, uh, that's viewed as more secure, largely because of that 1980 scam, uh, is the gravity pick lotto machine, right? Yeah, how's that thing work? Well, it uses like kind of rubbery balls that are heavy. Right. Uh, with two paddles that spin in opposite directions that mix the balls, right? There's no air involved. There's no ping pong balls. There's no weighting the balls. And other than that, it's virtually the same thing as an, an air pick ball. Gotcha. It's an optical sensor, so uh, it's high tech. Okay. And then, bam, six numbers, one after the other. Right. And if you want, if you pick them, you won. I imagine, like I said, I don't play, I don't even want to win, but I imagine that's a very surreal moment when you look down at your ticket, because there's all those numbers, it would just... I'll bet it's really difficult for your brain to really oh, yeah. see that and, sure. and accept that that's what it's seeing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. We used to, when I worked at, in New Jersey at the restaurant, we used to pull, that's really the only time I ever played that much, we'd pool our money, the waiters would, and we'd buy like a hundred tickets, you know, you'd throw in five dollars, and I'll, I'll agree to split it, and... You know, buy the restaurant and burn it down if we want. Nice. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, was that Mex Cali? Uh, no, 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 this is in New Jersey. Oh, okay. At the store. Nice. Did it? Yeah, that's it. Well, if you want to read uh, about lottos, and we also have an article called How to Play the Lottery, Tips and Guidelines. It's pretty in-depth, isn't it? I didn't read that one. Did you read oh, it? Oh, it is in-depth, too. Are there tips? Yeah. What, what kind of tips could there be? Well, there's like uh, wheeling tracking like basically paying attention to numbers how different people do them pooling is a, is one thing uh how many members there should be in a pool if it's a private pool no more than 15 if it's a uh, oh. large like commercial pool right no more than 100 make sure that you're uh, the people who are organizing it are reputable etc etc i bet that could get and messy look at these spreadsheets holy cow yeah so if you are interested in playing the lotto and you want some tips and tricks we won't judge you no, you can type in uh, lotteries on HowStuffWorks.com in the handy search bar, and there you will also find, in my experience, the first time I've ever seen the phrase hotter than a $2 pistol used in an article on the site. <laughs> You'll find that by typing lottery in uh, the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com, which brings us, of course, to listener mail. Yes, indeed, Herr Clark. Uh, this is, I'm just going to call this... Um, I can't believe this happened. Email. This is from Ben and Megan, and they said this. My wife and I married in Las Vegas recently in one of those amazing Las Vegas chapels. It wasn't a tequila-inspired spur-of-the-moment sort of thing. We planned it for several months, and you guys actually played a part in our evening. 
Oh, yeah. You remember this one? Yeah. I can't believe this. Uh, to explain, before we left, I had crafted a perfect wedding night playlist on my iPod. I've also added several of your podcasts to listen to on the flight, because he's a big, tall guy and he hates to fly. So apparently we helped that. After the ceremony... Wait, what? What does him being tall have to do with hating to fly? Well, he says he gets real uncomfortable in the seat, and our podcast oh, helps gotcha. him forget yeah. his So he's not afraid of flying because he's tall or anything? No. Okay. I got I'm just okay. cranked. Sorry. Uh, so after the ceremony and dinner, we retreated to our Lux suite in the Trump Hotel, ordered a bottle of champagne, nice. queued up the playlist on my iPod, and plugged into the room stereo, and slipped into the in-room jacuzzi. First up, Al Green, then Solomon Burke, Cat Power, Elvis Costello, and then Josh and Chuck, introducing the Stuff You Should Know podcast. It's not any worse than Cat Power. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I hadn't realized the shuffle feature would shuffle everything on the iPod, not only the songs. Just in case you were wondering, we actually let it play. And that's the story of how you two took part in our wedding night. I believe that makes us your official Stuff You Should Know podcast newlyweds. P.S. Was it good for you? <laughs> that's awesome. That's from Ben and the, Megan. The only way that story could be better is if they conceived during one of our podcasts. Right. Yeah. And it was the show on, like, uh, lobotomies. Yeah. In Utah, we'd have legal claim on that baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. If you have an awesome wedding night story... No, actually, you guys just keep that to yourself. Agreed. Yeah. If you have a, a story about winning the lottery and how it either uplifted your life, ruined your life, or made you cognizant of the phrase, hotter than a $2 pistol, put in an email and send it to Stuff Podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more HowStuffWorks? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.